Welcome to another All 22 Daily. I'm Chris Lombardi and I have Ray Cotto on with me. Uh, a couple days ago, we started kicking off the offensive lineman discussion. We talked about Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky. Uh, we came away saying that one of them might be a Pro Bowl tackle. The other one might be a Pro Bowl center. So it's a really interesting and kind of weird class. And I think that conversation is going to continue today. Ray, uh, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Uh, we'll start with Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia. He's 6'5 and 3 eighths, uh, 311 pounds, uh, 34 and 3 quarter inch arms, 10 and a half inch hands. Uh, pretty much has exactly what you're looking for from a physical standpoint. Uh, 49740 for whatever that's worth for a lineman, 30 inch vert, and uh, a, a pretty good broad jump as well. Uh, so I think. Basically, the the story on Broderick Jones is he has everything you're looking for from a physical makeup and sort of moldable clay standpoint, right? Um, and then when you get into his tape, I really like his kick step going through my notes here. Not the smoothest or lightest feet, but not slow and not stiff. Good gap exchange awareness and pass protection. Hands not the most consistent, but not consistently bad. Feet not the most consistent, but not consistently bad. Will lose and give up his base. When he has to sustain his pass blocks, he will let his feet die and then lose that base. Gave up the inside a few times against South Carolina. Shows really good movement in the running game. Shows good athleticism on pulls. Very physical. He has the traits, but he's raw. Very raw. He's getting drafted high due to traits and not necessarily tape thus far. Normally a late round one type projection for me that may get pushed up due to the rest of this draft class. In short, he's a bully, but an athletic bully that just needs some polish. How many years did he start? I noticed, I noticed the same thing you did, that he needs to have better technique consistently on tape because he's that athletic build, right? He's an athletic build dude. He's not this like big out of shape guy. So you'd think that he would have better form with his game, but maybe it's just the newness, right? Maybe he doesn't have a lot of snaps, but you tell me. Yeah, so he his full time as a full time starter was only in 2022. He did get uh, about uh, 500 snaps in 2021, but that was as a reserve, so sort of like the, the the sixth man on the line there at Georgia. So he really just has one full year of starting, which which makes sense, and that's sort of what you see. Right, that's exactly what I see. But the other thing I see is a guy that is built like a linebacker. Like, where did they make this? What lab did they make this dude in? Um, what did you say his height weight combo was? So Broderick Jones was six, five and three eighths, 311 pounds with 34 and three quarter inch arms and 10 and a half inch hands. So 311 pounds built like a linebacker. Like you, like, uh, what's his name? The Cowboys tackle, right? Like there's only few, there's only a few guys built like that in the NFL and it is amazing. Um, but that's, that, that was my note. I was like, um, is he supposed to play linebacker? Because one, He's a little, his technique's not great at tackle. Um, but the other thing is, I thought he was kind of like the best mauler of the group. Like you talked about on the last episode, how Akeem Aquanu last year was that kind of guy. Like he was a bully in the run game, more so than we see at the tackle position usually. I think Broderick Jones, not to that level, but he does have a lot of that to his game. Did you see that too? Oh yeah, 100%. That That's sort of his calling card, right? He wasn't winning with with technique. And, and we kind of saw that when he did have to sustain a block is, okay, he, he had a good initial punch. He would lock onto the defender, 
but then the play would be extended. And when there was a secondary move from the pass rusher, his feet would die. He wouldn't have a good counter. He wouldn't mirror well because he's just, he's not used to it. He's just raw. So yeah, yeah that's exactly what I saw. And he, I agree with your other take of maybe a late first round guy in, in typical years, because that's, that's what I had him as too. He has the raw traits to be a, like a plus tackle in the NFL, but we don't see that on tape yet. Right. And typically I wouldn't ever draft a guy like that in the first round, but I could see a team doing that. Right. Like I think uh, it, it makes sense to make that kind of an investment if you're desperately tackled needy. Um, I like him as a tackle too, though. Right. Like if you have uh, you know, an, a career left tackle on your team already, I like the idea of bringing in a Broderick Jones to sure up the other side. I, I really like it. But if he was my one tackle, and I felt that way about Akeem Aquanu last year, um, I didn't think he had the polish yet to be like a, a starting tackle in the NFL. And I think we saw that a lot on tape. Um, and he went to a team that had not a lot of offensive line around him. If Broderick Jones goes to a team like that, I think we're going to see him struggle a lot. But if we go, if he goes to a team where he's he's like, you know, just another guy on that offensive line, I think he will have the time to slowly develop and become a really good player. Yeah, I wonder really how much the NFL nowadays takes the time to slowly develop players. I feel like it's it's almost a lost art and something that is important and shouldn't be overlooked, right? Especially on the offensive line. It's easy to throw somebody to the wolves at wide receiver, but as you get closer to the ball, sometimes mm -hmm. that slow cooking is is needed. Agreed. And so now I'm going to go to Darnell Wright, which is kind of the opposite side of the spectrum where, where your guy was a one-year starter. Darnell Wright was a starter for three years. He's the right tackle out of Tennessee. So again, another difference. He played right tackle um, and he showed up at the combine 6'5", 333 pounds, which in my book is like size-wise, that's as good as it gets, right? You want a guy that's tall, but also has like the, the inch per pound, right? Like I talked about that on a, on a previous episode. I like that inch per pound thing. I like a guy that's not just tall, but also has the weight behind them. You know, you see some of these offensive linemen prospects like a Broderick Jones come in, they look like linebackers. I like a little more meat on my tackles. I do. Um, and he ran a five second 40, which is at his size put it's insane. And to put him at the top 90% of tackles, he had a 29 inch vert and a nine, six broad, which is also top notch. He's a three-year starter at Tennessee, like I said, um, but his blocking grades leave a lot to be desired, right? So like you think three-year starter, maybe first year's a little rough, second year's a lot better, third year's elite, not the case. So as a sophomore, 49.1 run block grade, or sorry, pass block grade, 57.9 run block, junior pass blocking, 59.9 run blocking, 64. And then as a senior, 80.2 and a 65 run block. So run blocking did not improve that much at all. And then as a pass blocker, it only improved his last year. Staying at his senior year, his toughest game came against Alabama facing Will Anderson. And that was this year. Obviously, that depends on what you think of Anderson. But if you do think that he's one of those top edge talents, then it makes sense for you to think that this was a tough matchup. He had a decent game though, right? He had a 65.1 pass blocking and a 67.9 run blocking. Not elite in any way, but he held his own against NFL talent. He shows a lot about his game in that matchup versus Alabama. And I really got like an overall understanding of who Wright is. If I had to describe him in one word and it came from this game, I would say he's an anchor. And what I mean by that is if Wright can take his steps and you come to him, he will sink you. Like he is strong enough that once you get into his frame, you lose. 
and he showed that a lot against Anderson on his tape. Um, and another strength of his is um, in run in his run game. So if he is if the run is coming his way, he's going to do the things because he's fast enough, he's athletic enough to get himself into position, and he's strong enough that once he gets there and you come, like he meets you again, you lose. Uh, again, I saw this on a few reps. I'm yeah, gonna, that's go go ahead, uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's interesting you said that about anchoring because I wrote down. I had notes on him overall, and then the last game I watched of his was against Alabama. So I decided to make kind of my own just sort of sub note from there. And I said, all right, I'll just watch, I'll just watch all his reps and just get one takeaway and go from there and see how that sort of jives with everything else I wrote down about him. And all I wrote was good patience. That's all I wrote. And that's pretty much defined whether he wins or loses a rep pretty much throughout his entire tape is just, was he patient enough to let the rusher come to him and then mirror and work from there? Or was he lunging? Did he try to get the first blow in at which point he might overextend himself and then get susceptible to counters. So yeah, patience was the word there. I think when he is patient, he wins because he has the natural ability everywhere else to make up for any counter move that someone gives him as long as he is sound in his technique and doesn't overextend himself. Right. And I've said a lot, I've said more nice things about him so far than I ever thought I would. Um, and I, I really had to like force some of that out. Like it was tough for me to say that much nice stuff about this guy's game as a three-year starter, with the amount of reps that he had and with his athletic scoring, you would think that this is a guy that is going to get off the ball and he's going to be able to handle athletic edges. And I did not see that at all on tape. He was consistently slow on, on this off the snap. Uh, his, his feet were slow. Um, and anytime that happened, Anderson had the upper hand immediately. Right. And Anderson has moves. Like he has a bunch of moves in his, in his, uh, in his uh, facility and he used them. And anytime he did, he won. So unless he was bull rushing, right. I felt like, Anderson won, right? If it was a spin move, it was something else. He won. And it kind of left me scratching my head. Why didn't Anderson do that more? And I, you know, I think it just comes down to scheme, right? Anderson probably on some of those was just set the edge. It's not, it's not go, go get to the quarterback. It's set the edge and we're going to have a linebacker blitzing inside and you're just going to make a hole for somebody to get here. Anytime it was one-on-one and Anderson made a move, Tennessee had a running back there waiting to help block Anderson, right? So if you look at his numbers, Anderson only had one pressure against Wright on that day. Doesn't tell the story. He had way more than that if the running back wasn't there. There was probably five or six plays where the running back ended up picking picking up Anderson and cleaning up cleaning up uh, Wright's mistake. So did not like that at all. Uh, I, I want to see polish. If, I'm, if I have a third-year starter, I want to see polish. And I just don't see that in this guy. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people say that he could be the first or second tackle off the board. Don't understand that at all. I would never do that if it was my team. And if the Packers did that, I would be furious. Uh, I see him more as like a second or third round talent just with his tape. I think he's a little overrated. Um, but I do think he has play strength, right? We said he's an anchor. I think he could be good as a run blocker, even though his PFF grading doesn't even say that. Uh, I think he's slow in his stance. I think he's slow against any pass rush move that isn't a bull rush. 
And I think he's really just kind of below average at most things that make good tackles in the NFL. So I think he's a clear step down from a Skaronsky and a Johnson Jr. And I think he's probably even a step down from uh, Broderick that you talked about earlier. So you're taking uh, Skaronsky over Darnell, right? Uh, 1,000%. Even if he's my center. I'd rather have an elite uh, offensive lineman at a position that's less valuable than somebody that I'm going to have to worry about being, you know, getting my quarterback killed. Interesting. So <clears throat> I, I don't know what to do with Darnell Wright because we t you mentioned it, right? You, you basically read the book on him. Physical, tough. If he could just be patient and anchor down, he will win the rep because you're just not getting through him, right? And by the time you have to get around someone that big, the pass is gone, right? And and the mm -hmm. play is essentially over. But for as big as he is, his his arm length isn't quite there, right? Only less than 34-inch arms. You want to at least see that 34 if you're talking offensive tackle, right? So the length isn't there from a tackle perspective, and he's a strong physical player. It's almost like he profiles as a guard, mm -hmm. but doesn't play like someone who, if you took him in day one training camp and said, all right, you're inside now, will flourish there because of what you mentioned, right? He sort of, he overextends himself, not the quickest off, off the snap. And that negates a lot of that physical strength that is a plus to his game when you're on the inside. So I don't know what to do with him. I like his profile as a guard, but he's not showing me things on tape that make me think that transition would be smooth. Now he gets movement in the running game, right? That you see it with, with his play strength. He's got good punch and so forth. But when you're inside in that phone booth and things are happening even quicker than they are on the edge, is he losing ground and he's, he's not going to get to his gap in time and, and get to the landmark that's needed because of his feet and, and his lack of foot speed. I, I, I don't know. So it's a bit of a gamble, but at the same token, I at least see you always want to hang your hat on a certain trait. And with Darnell, Wright, It is size and strength. So at least you have that to hang your hat on and hopefully you can work on the rest. He is just, he started for three years, but he is entering the NFL after just three years of college. So, um, seeing that at least he did have, his best year in year three is somewhat encouraging, but there's there's work to be done there. Definitely. And I, I thought about what you said before before we did this episode. I thought about could he could he be a guard? Should he be a guard? I never want a guard that can't run block. Like this dude is 335 pounds. He's 6'5. He should be killing it in the run game. And he wasn't. He wasn't. Like on tape, I see if it's running his way, he puts himself in good positions but it's not consistent, right? 65 run block grade in his third year as a starter is really bad for a guy his size. So I, d I don't like that for him. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said about Broderick Jones, just that if he is the second tackle and you have somebody else that's a, a stud on the other side, fine, right? Like you can, you can scheme that away from him consistently, but like he is going to get somebody killed because he is not fast enough. And these guys are just going to go right by him. Like that's my biggest concern. Um, and I, I guess I'll use like the analogy, right? Uh, Devonta Smith gets drafted to the Eagles a couple of years ago, and he was he was supposed to be the number one, but his size profile just does not profile as a number one. But he's an amazing.
amazing too, right? And they go and add AJ Brown. We saw that this year. He flourished as a number two receiver with AJ Brown. Could Darnell Wright, could Broderick Jones be those kind of guys? I'm like, they don't have the traits in my eyes as, as Devonta Smith. They don't have his game. He was an elite talent for my book, but I'm just talking about it from the standpoint of, you know, you, you have a guy with flaws that can't really hold up an offensive line on his own, but could he at least be a really good bookend when there's somebody else there that's that elite talent? Yeah, I think Jones could be that guy. I think he's got the traits to to do so. We'll see if he if he can reach that ceiling. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, I agree. There's there's more questions about Darnell Wright. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at all twenty two underscore pff, and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast: YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever that may be. We also have a content page now. So if you go to our website, there's a little area that says freemium, right? Give it a click. You can listen to podcasts, our our full podcast. And then you could also see content like articles that we're writing. Uh, Bobby's really leading that. So um, check it out. I really urge everybody to go do that. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, And yeah, we'll be in touch soon.